0: It's the holidays here at 60 Year Seniors, and that means one thing, college basketball conference previews. This is the first of two in the coming weeks. We're going to look at the one lone independent all the way to the Big Ten and the SEC today. And anything we don't get to in the 362 Division I teams, we'll talk about them next week. It's college basketball on 6th year seniors come after me i'm a man i'm 40
1: i I'm been tired of losing to Purdue. i'm not here to round this week that's why i got a college student that's why i was an all-american I call my names all over the
0: world
1: I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Only one
0: way. Only one way yeah. Mikey, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, I'm jazzed.
1: We're talking basketball here. we got a lot to go, so we can go ahead and get it on the road here. So it's, it's the holidays, trying to, trying to squeeze this in around eggnog and, and, and the New Year's ball dropping and all this crap, and football games and all those kinds of shit.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to put the full-court press on today. Let's get to the few teams that we know won't be making the NCAA tournament and just get them out of the way. These are teams that are still considered ineligible by the arcane rules of the NCAA. In the Atlantic Sun, Bellarmine and Queens. In the WAC, Tarlington and Utah Tech. In the Big West, UC San Diego. In the Summit, St. Thomas. In the Ohio Valley, Lindenwood in southern Indiana. In the Northeast, Stonehill and Lemoyne. And in the Southland, Texas A&M Commerce. Do any of these teams mean anything to you right now?
1: Uh, Texas A&M Commerce. I have family that graduated from Texas A&M Commerce. Multiple, multiple members of my family. Graduated from A&M Commerce, so go Lions. Is that a business school, I assume? Uh, no, it used to be East Texas State. It turns out it's, it's a pretty good teaching school. How about that? Oh, okay. This is a, the, the shoot comments, meant to be shoot comments. From a basketball standpoint, I have nothing on any of these teams.
0: I remember St. Thomas came into the Summit last year and just throwing up three-pointers, and it looks like they're doing that again. Going to be interested to see when they become eligible, if they might become an immediate threat in the summit.
1: I just picked up on it. You said AM Commerce Business School, because it's commerce. No, the co- commerce is the name of the town. It's, 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 it has nothing to do oh, with commerce. Oh, okay. I just okay. realized you said, did you click with me?
0: Yes, you see, I'm using my grammatical knowledge. Yeah,
1: you're using context clues, yeah.
0: Let's move from those to the lone independent who is doing things this year. Chicago State is currently on a four-game win streak. First time since 2009 that they have won four games in a row.
1: They're not from the white-collar section of Chicago. They're from the streets. They're from Halstead Street. Uh, The key word there is street. I have no idea whether they're going to be able to to, to do anything and and, and rally to to be able to make a postseason tournament, but it'll be fun to watch them try.
0: Well, they're 7-9 and nine right now. Ken Palm projects them at 12-18. and 18. So, yeah, the, the, the schedule gets tougher. But let's suppose they can pull off a couple of upsets. If they go 15-15, and 15, do you think the CBI will invite them to the postseason? I would think they'd have a shot at it. That'd be fun. It would be. I, I, I don't know the last time Chicago State had a winning record. We we know the last time they had four-game win streak, so that should say (laughs) something right there. I think the next game they play is Wisconsin, and, uh, yeah, I think it's going to end right there.
1: Yeah, I think the four-game winning streak's over, but, hey, stranger things have happened.
0: Hey, they already beat Northwestern, who beat Purdue. There you go.
1: Transitive property wins. Speaking of teams who beat Purdue, do you want to go to the next conference?
0: Yes. Oh, hey. Mikey on the Segway train immediately. The Northeast Conference, where last year play-in number 16 Fairlane Dickinson stunned Purdue in the first round of the NCAA tournament before falling to Florida Atlantic. So Fairlane Dickinson has a lot of history suddenly in the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, I, I remember where I was at when, when Fairley Dickinson beat Purdue. I, I had just gotten off a plane at DFW Walked over to the, I think it was the, was the Papados. I think it was the Papados there at Terminal C. Watched it at the bar. <laughs> Fairly It's pulled off the upset of upsets. I think they got a shot to get back this season. Uh, I'm not sure they're the favorite to win the league. But when you have the experience of having been to the mountaintop and knowing what it takes to get to the mountaintop, I think they're going to be a tough out, even if even if there's another team in the league that might be the favorite ahead of them. Well, that team would be Merrimack. Uh, they, they've got
0: a solid inside game. Small forward Jordan Durkak is probably a player of the year contender. In fact, he probably would be the player of the year if it wasn't for Sacred Heart's Nico Gallet. But I, I think if anybody is going to have to go through anybody, it's Fairlane Dickinson will have to go through Merrimack.
1: Dickinson's got five guys scoring double digits a game. They've got depth. They're going to be a tough out.
0: There's a couple other teams you need to look at. Uh, Central Connecticut also could contend. One little note, St. Francis of PA no longer needs a state designation because St. Francis of New York has dropped out of the Division One and obviously the Northeast Conference. Oh, so when you see St. Francis, it's now St. Francis of PA, no longer needing a state nickname.
1: There's only one, okay. There's right, only so. one,
0: and they have not merged together to make one all-star St. Francis team.
1: Maybe that's the next on the to-do list. Stranger things have happened.
0: Staying in the Northeast, in the Patriot League, Colgate is by far the strongest team there. Ken Palm has them winning the conference by four games.
1: Yeah, I don't see anybody else in, in the Patriot even close. It's it's Colgate in the field and I'd take Colgate in a heartbeat. They got a couple of dudes that can go. Keegan Records in particular, eleven seven inside, gives them their inside piece. Brandon Smith filling it up from the outside. It's Colgate and there ain't nobody else.
0: Yeah, and they de- they have a decent resume builder by beating Vermont in early December. Yeah. But remember now, because the NIT has succumbed to money, the Conference champions who do not make the NCAA tournament are no longer guaranteed a bid to the NIT because now the NIT is taking first the top two non-NCA tournament teams out of the top six conferences.
1: So who don't you. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: you don't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. Who don't want to be there. So, you know, go screw yourself, NIT. That's all we need is more big-name teams in a tournament that nobody cares about.
1: Are you ta- are, Wait, are you talking about the college football playoff, or are you talking about the NIT? What are you <laughs> talking about here? Yeah, can't wait for that 12-team playoff. They're going to realize that
0: the NIT is not going to get any more fans by making this change.
1: No, absolutely not. We talked about this uh, a couple months back when when the news broke. The The diehards who are going to watch are going to watch anyway. You're not bringing in anybody else that wants to watch. You're just not going to. It's stupid.
0: Yeah, so the way it works now for the NIT – the top two net teams from the NCAA, uh the rankings.
1: Net. Jesus Christ.
0: Not in the NCAA tournament. From the ACC, the Big East, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the SEC. I wonder what well, the United two there's two, we get, there's two bids we get back next season. Okay, yes. that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll probably take the first four that were out, if they aren't already part of those 12. And then they'll fill in the rest of the 32 teams. So hopefully no one else gets screwed. I mean, maybe it'll just kind of be a reverse qualification of the NIT. But I would hope that eventually the teams that win a conference title and happen to not get into the NCAA tournament eventually get into the NIT, and we're not as pissed off as we think we are right now.
1: The whole thing's a scam. I don't care enough. About, I don't care about it enough to get mad. It, it's just a scam, and, you, and we're just, I'm just acknowledging it. The NIT is only good for betting purposes anyway. You're not wrong, especially in the year of our Lord, 2024. In the American East, talking
0: about Vermont, they are once again the favorite in the American East, of course. Uh, But watch out for UMass Lowell. They're making waves. They beat Georgia Tech earlier this year, and they've moved up about 50 Ken Palm spots from the beginning of the year to about 160 right now, which isn't bad for an American East team.
1: That means UMass Lowell has a second-degree transitive win over Duke. That's fantastic. Oh, holy um, cow, yeah. Like the Catamounts, they go 9 or 10 deep, and they got a ton of guys that can shoot the rock. I always default to Vermont in the American East. Keep an eye on New Hampshire. They got a dude, Clarence Daniels, who's a walking uh, 20 and 10 a night. That dude's a load. I'm not sure who else is uh, is going to get after the Catamounts in the American East.
0: No, and they're looking good. Uh, even though they lost that one game to uh, Colgate, uh, they also got all the way to the Myrtle Beach Classic before losing the Liberty in the final. But that meant beating Charleston and St. Louis to get there. So Vermont's building a decent resume. They're one of those teams that when they get hot from outside, they can beat anybody. Over in the Ohio Valley, Moorhead State is favored. But right now, they really don't have a resume. They play slow, they've got a solid interior defense. Ken Palm actually has them favored in every conference game. That's how much Moorhead State is considered the prohibitive favorite in the conference.
1: I don't know who else there there is here. Riley Minnick, 16-8 and eight for, uh, for Moorhead State. Keep your eye on that kid. Maybe Little Rock has something here. They like to get up and down the court. They've been competitive in the games they've lost so far this season. Um, if, if I were to take a flyer on anybody besides Moorhead, it'd probably be Little Rock, but there's not a lot here. And this is where Chicago State could be competitive. It'd be a perfect fit.
0: Yeah, aside from geographic fit, you look at their Kin Palm ratings, and they'd be about a mid-pack team in the Ohio Valley.
1: Perfect. Let's do it. Why aren't we doing this already? Come on.
0: They were in the whack for a while, and, and the Great West. Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah. they, they've always gone west and i don't understand that when they've got a conference right there and in front of them because college sports is stupid yeah chicago state's waiting for that big 10 bid
1: yeah let's make that happen well you said they beat northwestern right well true so i mean
0: relegation
1: and and promotion yeah exactly there you go they've (laughs) earned their way into the league now let now let's do uh chicago state at ohio state football next season and let's see what happens uh, that'd be like eighty-four to thirteen or whatever that
0: score was from North Dakota State last the past week.
1: I don't think I, I think thirteen's too uh, a little too high there. A little too high. Little way to, if there's a way to score negative points, that's what's happening. <laughs> well, Iowa's tried that all year. You're not wrong. Over in the
0: horizon, we're looking at Purdue Fort Wayne right now. They're eleven and two. I thought they were pretty good, but they did not look at all against Pittsburgh just a couple of nights ago. Although. You check them out. I mean, they they started Kinpom at number 300 of 362. Blue Ribbon had them predicted 10th in the conference. This is what the transfer portal does for you. Everybody on this team was not with them last year or played very little.
1: They got four guys scoring 12 points a game, so so they can mix and match on you. Um, They've looked really good in their wins. Yeah, Pittsburgh kind of kind of manhandled them the other night, but yeah, I look at everybody else. Nobody else is jumping out at me here. Uh, Fort Wayne's looked really good so far.
0: I'm especially interested in seeing uh, their point guard Rashid Bello. He's a Division II Conference Player of the Year, and now has moved up and seems to not be missing a beat for Fort Wayne. The rest of the conference: uh, Wright State with their point guard Trey Calvin, Youngstown State, Northern Kentucky, Oakland. I mean, this is a really balanced conference that if Purdue-Fort Wayne puts a stranglehold on, that says something about Fort Wayne or any of these teams if they're able to break away from the others.
1: Feels like Fort Wayne is just a, a, a tier above the rest, rest of them, but I don't think it's like Colgate where it's they're going to win the conference by 10 games or anything like that. So
0: No, not at all. It wouldn't surprise me if there's like a tie for the conference title and then two more teams one game back in second place it's that kind of conference remember uh anton davis who finished what was it two or four points behind pistol pete as the all-time leading scorer
1: whatever it was yeah the the the, the game where he was chasing chasing the record and trying to stay alive in the tournament what was was wild well
0: he is now with the rip city remix in the g league as we've mentioned before about a lot of great college players who can't make the NBA and are now in the G League, they can score. There's no question about that, but they can't play defense. And that's where Davis has his problems right now. Now, He scores 25, but his opponent scores 30.
1: The Rip City Remix is a tremendous, tremendous minor league team name. Outstanding.
0: It is. Uh, It's the Portland Trailblazers G League team. And they are based out of North Portland, if I remember correctly.
1: That's on the north side of town. Gotcha. I, I like it. I love it. The remix. That's awesome. The remix. Yes.
0: In the Atlantic Sun, Lipscomb is the favorite once again. But remember, it was Kennesaw State last year that gave Xavier a great battle in a first-round NCAA tournament game
1: Kennesaw led that game like down to the two minutes. They led basically wire to wire and, and pissed it away in the after the final TV timeout. It was a heartbreaker, but I like Kennesaw again. I know Lipscomb's favorite. I like Kennesaw. Demond Robinson's double double a night. I I, I I've got Kennesaw by a hair over Lipscomb here. Probably come, they probably uh, you'll know, tie the tie the regular season. Kennesaw wins the the rubber match in the tournament.
0: That could be the way it goes. I'll I'll put my money on Lipscomb. We'll see where we are at the end of the season. Right now, Ken Palm has Lipscomb projected with only one conference loss. That's the North Alabama, which took Kansas State to overtime recently. So you also got to watch out for North Bama. This is the first time they've really been in the mix. I, I don't think North Bama has ever been to the NCAA tournament. Not that I can remember, no. In fact, the whole middle of the Atlantic Sun can be really entertaining. Uh, Ken Palm projects 2nd through 10th place to all be within two games of each other. Wow. Could be the ACC Coastal football here. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Speaking of Coastal. Coastal? There's no conference named Coastal. Oh, No. This is the former Colonial Athletic Conference. They are now named the Coastal Athletic Conference. And frankly, it makes a lot more sense because there aren't many teams in this conference that are in the Colonial area.
1: When I think Colonial, I think the Northeast. No, I think Colonial. I think Virginia. That, that's literally what I think I think of. Virginia and, and really nothing else. It's like the old Williamsburg, Yorktown, things like that. And, and I'm looking, De- Delaware is on the Chesapeake, okay. Um, okay, see, I, 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 I think North of the original 13 Northeast. colonies. Which I guess Virginia was yes. one of, but. I don't think so much like Boston. I, 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 think, I, I, I think the Southern colonies, but I'm biased, so what does that say about me? So. You damn Southerners. <laughs> you and your screwed up history books down
0: there. Come on! <laughs> In California, we learn history
1: correctly. Uh, now, now we're going to start a civil war here on the on on the podcast. That's oh no, nice. no,
0: no, no, no! It all started out with the cowboys and the Indians. There was no civil war, Not as far as California is concerned.
1: <laughs> Let's keep this moving before I say something that's going to get us kicked off the air.
0: <laughs> so the Colonial Athletic Conference, formerly known as... or. The Coastal Athletic Conference, formerly known as the
1: Colonial See, Athletic See, you screwed it up right there. It'll always be the Colonial to me, damn it.
0: Charleston is a defending champ. Remember last year, they went 31-4. and And, of course, they got screwed in the seedings, lost to San Diego State in the first round because the NCAA can't have two good mid-major teams advance out of the first round. So then San Diego State goes all the way to the title game.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, we can't have nice things though. So, but yeah, Charleston deserved a better seed. Maybe they'll get it this year. They were uh, 12 they're twelve seed at thirty-one
0: and four. Good God! Yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They've already beaten Liberty this year, but that Coastal Athletic is going to be tough. We're looking at Hofstra, who won the Gulf Coast Classic over High Point. We have Drexel, who's beaten Villanova. We have Wilmington, who's beaten Kentucky. And Delaware, who's beaten Xavier. I mean, there's some really solid teams here. I don't think they're going to get an at-large bid out of the, in these teams, but they would probably deserve to have one.
1: There's a there's a lot going on here. Uh, UNCW's Trezarian White, 18-6. and six. Charleston's good. Hofstra, keep an eye on Hofstra. Tyler Thomas, 23 points a game, 5th in the nation. You know, we talked a little bit about Monmouth earlier in the season. I don't know the record's not up there, but... Uh they got the coach's kids, Xander Rice, 19 points a game. And they've got one of the best names in college basketball. ShoToata! Nikita Konstanovitsky. That's 16 letters, ladies and gentlemen. Holy uh, cow. He's putting up 10 and 7, only 21 minutes a game. So if they could get him up to 30, look out. They might have another weapon there. Monmouth, that might take Monmouth up another tier. Um the The colonial coastal, whatever you want to call it uh wide open here i i God, there's there's four teams i I like that could do some damage
0: now Monmouth just moved they were in the metro Atlantic when did yeah. they move out of there uh two years
1: ago I think so yeah, monkeys in the truck just told me oh thank you, monkeys, yeah Monmouth wins over West Virginia over Belmont. And they were very competitive with Seton Hall, and we just saw what Seton Hall did to Yukon, so Monmouth can be frisky. But what part of Monmouth, what part of West Long Branch, New Jersey, says coastal? New Jersey's, you know, you got the beach, you got Atlantic City, Jersey Shore, all that stuff, it's, it's, it's near the coast, right? <laughs> That's the Atlantic coast, man. What coast are you, what coast do you want? What the
0: coast Pacific do you want? Coast. Where Stanford is? Oh wait, they're in the Atlantic Coast Conference next. Jesus year. Christ! They're, they're also <laughs> in the it, it, on, on the yeah.
1: Good God! So stupid!
0: I got to take my shots at that anytime I can. I'm sorry. I don't think of coast when I think of New Jersey. I think well, it's swamp either. land and dead people buried in football fields.
1: I don't either, but it's weird that when, when the when the folks in New York and, and Pennsylvania talking about going down to the shore, they're talking about going to New Jersey. I'm like, what? Are you it's for real? because they've
0: never been to a
1: California beach before. Exact yeah, yeah. How about we move to the Big South, where I'm
0: sure they do have good beaches near their schools. Longwood, we mentioned in, in the last pod, they had, past tense, the nation's longest winning streak at 12 games. Uh, But they lost to North Carolina Central this past week. I believe that makes Houston the, uh, the
1: team with the longest winning streak
0: now at 11.
1: Yes, that would be the case. Big South can go four deep. Radford was competitive with... Uh, they gave Carolina a good game early in the season. Really competitive down to the wire with James Madison. Old Dom took them to the wire. And they beat West Virginia. That's twice now that I've said they beat West Virginia. So maybe I can make that note for West Virginia. The, the post-Huggy Bear era for the Mountaineers might be trouble here. The high points got Kamani Robinson 13-8. and eight. He's a stud down low. And, of course, our boy Drew Pember's back again for UNC Asheville. Big South wide open. Yeah, Drew
0: Pembert... Really enjoying college basketball, and it's good to have him back in college basketball. I'm I'm not sure he is quite NBA talent. Although if he can get a little bit better shot and learn how to do something else, like play defense, uh, maybe he can be a three and D guy.
1: Possibly, I don't know. We'll see. But he's but sure hey, some, fun to watch in college. Well, some guys are just fun college basketball players, and so there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Drew Timmy, Adam Four. Morrison. God, mm-hmm. I'm going to just end up naming like every Gonzaga great player, aren't I? Uh,
1: I'm not going to hate on you. I'm not going to hate on you for it. Tiger Campbell. There's another. Tiger, yeah, he was a he had that low center of gravity. Just handle the ball, it was fantastic. Low center of
0: gravity. I'm starting to get off topic here. Who was the little point guard for Connecticut that took
1: them uh, to the five wins in five nights? Never amounted oh, to much in the pros. You're you're thinking Kemba Walker was five points and five nights. That wasn't him. Khalid El-Amin. That's who I'm thinking of. Is the I'm guy. Happy. And he's the one that he's the one that led UConn to beat Duke. The team that had Rip Hamilton in 99. That was that guy. Also, low center of gravity.
0: And then you always get those great point guards out of the New York streets that play for like St. John's. and Really, St. John's. I mean, They've had about three of them that are fabulous college kids and never make it in the pros. Yep. Anyway, getting off topic, let's get back on. Let's head to the Sun Belt, where one of our last unbeaten schools still resides. That is James Madison. Absolutely. And you look at their schedule, they could still be unbeaten when we're talking in late January, when they travel to Appalachian State, January 27.
1: The Dukes are good. They're really good. I think the Sun Belt on a whole is a pretty good league. But I I think the only team that's in the same stratosphere in the league with them is App State. I yep, think it's a two-team race here. Everybody else is on a different tier. James, man, they're going to they're gonna trip up somewhere along the way. You're going to have some white-hot gyms on the road that you're going to have to go to. And like, like we've talked about on the football side, they're building some regional beef here in this conference, and it's working out really, really well. I love it. But I think it's James Madison Appalachian State. Yeah, they're going to drop a couple of games. They don't. They shouldn't drop along the way, but ultimately it's going to come down to the Dukes and the Mountaineers.
0: Madison Center is T.J. Bickerstaff, and if that last name sounds familiar, it's because his uncle J.B. coaches the Cleveland Cavaliers, and his grandfather Bernie, Bernie, yes, NBA coach and executive. Wow. And
1: yes, we feel old now again. Yeah, we well, we always feel old, but it's always
0: nice to have a reminder. App State beat Auburn at home earlier this year.
1: The exact reason why big teams don't travel. That was a great environment when Auburn came to town. It was a big-time big time atmosphere.
0: The thing App State has going for them is they're deep. They, they play nine easily. And two of their most explosive players, Miles Tate and the freshman Jordan Marsh, come off the
1: bench. You got guys that can, you know, instant offense, microwave Johnson coming off the bench doing that stuff. That's dangerous.
0: And finally, one more Southern Conference. It is the Southern Conference. Furman came out of there last year to beat Virginia in one of the most exciting first-round NCAA tournament games.
1: I still can't believe ninth-year senior Kihei Clark threw that pass. And didn't That got intercepted like that. You had time out. Call the timeout for God's sake. No, he's going to throw a blind, one-handed hook pass from the corner 60 feet down the court that gets intercepted and immedi- immediately turned into the game-winning three-point basket, all-time finish in tournament history. So hilarious that it happened to Virginia. Can Furman do it again? That's the question.
0: Uh, they're looking decent this year. They recently went to double overtime with Tulane, a really hectic game. I think it was like 107-103 was the final. They've got a lot of tough losses like that, but not a lot of good wins. I think they're a good team, but they definitely are not making a case as an at-large team.
1: Oh, absolutely not. It feels like, and we'll get to the point where where it kind of flips, but it feels like a lot of these mid-major conferences that have been frisky in recent years... Are down and I don't know why. Is it trans? I don't know if it's a transfer portal. I because a couple years back it was like almost it flipped it, where you had more talent in the mid majors for th- this year. For whatever reason, it feels like it's flipped back the other way. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I can agree with you. I think
0: we haven't seen a lot of competition between the mid majors and the big guys as we have in past years. I, I think we have to just go find these teams rather than mean shown these teams this year i think they exist we just don't know them yet that's fair let's give you an example greensboro they've only lost one game so far this year it's to vanderbilt they're putting together a decent resume against bad teams but we really don't know how good they are yet western carolina is the same way they beat notre dame and mcneese state and when we get to mcneese state man that's a story in the making right there that's I a have couple, a
1: comparison, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's a couple of good wins though for Western Carolina. Are they any good? We're not sure, but it, it, it's a team to watch and and think about. We sure don't know it yet.
1: Yeah, I know. Like just you know, just a couple of years back, it was like it was like we had like a five team race: I mean, Greensboro, East Tennessee State, Wofford, and Furman, and there was somebody else in the mix too. It was like, oh my god, anything could happen in the in the SoCon, and it just doesn't feel like that's shaping up quite yet. But again. Maybe, maybe it will come together as the season goes along.
0: Well, now that we've been talking about southern conferences and beaches, and I'll even include New Jersey there just for shits and giggles, <laughs> if, if you're thinking about taking a vacation on a beach or getting way away from a beach in the middle of an ocean, who might you call?
1: Hit up our girl, Wendy Prater, at Magical Journeys Travel. If you are looking to, to get to a beach Get on a boat that will take you to another beach, anything of the like. Uh, She's fantastic. We'll take care of you and your traveling crew where you need to be, not need to be custom-made itineraries at no additional cost to you. WP Magic Journeys on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the social media loop. Tell her you heard about her on 60 or Senior. She'll give you $25 off your next trip deposit. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories.
0: Yeah, you're talking about possible at-large bids from mid-major conferences, and I think we might have found one in our next conference. We're looking at the Missouri Valley now, where both Indiana State and Drake have only lost once this season and are both sitting in the top 70 in Ken Palm, and that's right about the breaking point for at-large teams.
1: Can both of them get in? My gut tells me no. They'd have to both, like, run the table, only lose to each other... And then losing the conference final, for I, I I have a feeling like like if it came down and let's say they split the regular season, do they play each other twice? Probably do. Let's take a look. here. They do. They do. Okay. The monkeys in the the monkeys in the truck are screaming at me. Yes, they do. They are they're home and home. So let's go. Those monkeys are so damn they wind good. up. The monkeys are on, on point tonight. I'm shocked. Usually they're back there just screwing off. But yeah, let's say if Indiana State finishes twenty nine and two and Drake finishes twenty eight and three, yeah, Drake's gonna wind up getting getting that NIT berth and, and I, I just I have a hunch that's how it would fall. I, I I have no real concrete depth to that, but that's what it feels like to me. Do you think the NCA might
0: take a mid major like a Drake, as you mentioned, instead of the seventh Pac twelve team just to feed the NIT a bone?
1: Oh, that—that's a decent conspiracy theory, huh? Depending on where that cutoff is, the Pac-12, you know, it, ha, what's the, you know, what's the difference between the the eighth and the ninth team? Is—is is it that much of a difference? Where you know, oh, we need to get some TV ratings over. Oh, that's a—that's a decent theory. I hadn't thought about that. The re, the reverse conspiracy, although. <laughs> That's good. I I like it. That's a storyline to keep in mind later this season. Um, I have a lot of conspiracy
0: theories. I just don't know which ones are true.
1: Let me tell you something, McMahon. Let's check out the TV ratings for Oregon State versus Indiana State.
0: Oh Well, I would say Indiana State would probably have higher TV ratings because nobody west of the Mississippi knows that Oregon State exists.
1: Not anymore, no, since they play in a, a conference of two teams. That's nice. Until yesterday. Now they're in the West Coast Conference for next season. Congratulations. Gonzaga versus Oregon
0: State. There's a rivalry. For two years.
1: For two years. Indiana State and Drake, both really good. It, it's, it's those two teams and everybody else in the in the Valley, right? Pretty much. Indiana
0: State's one of those. Indiana, what do you expect? They're a great shooting team. They're actually number one in effective field goal percentage, according to mm-hmm. Ken Palm. They're third in three-point shooting, fifth in two-point shooting. They can shoot the lights out. And as you know, big schools can be beaten when a small school gets hot. And Larry they shoot-
1: Bird! Yes. Maybe! Could the Sycamores <laughs> be back? That'd be awesome.
0: Well, I don't know, man. I mean, Larry Bird tried coaching, and he realized that he knew how to do things. He
1: didn't know how to communicate how to do things. I think Magic was yeah, the same way. A lot of the greats are the same way. It's like you, you, you There's a level with the the really greats. They they have this other level that that they just compete and and just naturally know, and you it, you can't. It's impossible. To, to pass that along to others. it just doesn't have it's an, it's an innate talent that the truly greats have. How does Wayne Gretzky uh, describe how to see plays seven passes down the line like he was able to? How do you how do you teach that? You can't It's a superpower. These guys have superpowers. you can't teach that. That's why most of the all time greats are, are so bad at coaching. It's relatively speaking bad at coaching.
0: Um, well, I, I think Dion Sanders is a good example, too. I remember one press conference, uh, probably about a month into the season, where he was lamenting, why can't these guys feel like I feel? Why can't they commit themselves like I do? Dion, you're superhuman. You yes. can't get everybody else to, to feel and care as much as you do.
1: It just and that's, nothing, and that's nothing wrong with That does not mean you've done anything wrong. It just is what it is. That's the thing. Not everybody is Dion Sanders. Not everybody, Not everybody is, is a, Larry Bird. Yeah. Not everybody is a psychopath like Michael Jordan. Not everybody is a wizard like Magic Johnson. Not everybody can can see plays develop six, seven passes down the road like Wayne Gretzky. It's just not. It, sometimes there's just innate abilities and talents that some people are literally born with that you can't pass on to anybody else. And when they try to see it in others, they inevitably get frustrated. I understand the feeling. I see it at work sometimes. That why why oh, can't oh yeah even, even the there do, yeah. you see it yeah. That's not a much lower capacity, but it's the same sort of thing. We talk about the shoot jobs all the time. Why is it so hard? Just do it. It's simple. Come here. Let me show you. And the people can't do it. Yeah. Long ago, I
0: realized that I cannot expect the same level of desire out of everybody else that I expect out of me. I wish I could, but I can't. It'd make my life so much easier, but no, it's not. Anyway, back to the Missouri Valley. We've talked about Indiana State. Great shooting team. They have Michigan State on December 30th. That could be a really good game. Drake, they've already beaten Akron and Nevada on neutral courts. Their only loss so far is to Stephen F. Austin. They've got a power forward, Tucker DeVries, who definitely has NBA potential.
1: I'm not even sure the Michigan State win might Tip the tip the scale. I don't know what Michigan State's got this season. (laughs) So you're saying Indiana State might be favored in that game? (laughs) I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm saying when it comes to when it comes to at large resumes come come the second weekend of March, I don't know how I I don't know if there's enough juice on either bone to to make a difference. That's the problem.
0: Let's drop now to Conference USA. Where last year They had a lot of teams doing a lot of things in late March. Florida Atlantic, of course, got to the Final Four. North Texas defeated UAB in the NIT Final and All-Conference USA NIT Final. And Charlotte won the CBI. But all those teams are no longer in Conference USA. (laughs) So now Liberty coming in from the Atlantic Sun. Is favored. I'm wondering, has it ever happened that a first year school in a conference has won both the football and basketball titles?
1: I would guess no. Of course, I would guess that the closest to that would be 92 Florida State. Oh, coming into won, the ACC. Won the ACC championship and then finished second in the league regular season. That was the year that Sam Cassell and Bob Sura went down and. And, and and won at the Dean Dome and made the wine and cheese comment in 92. But then I think Carolina beat them in the ACC semifinals in the tournament. So I think that's probably the closest. I can't think of another example. But well, we'll keep an
0: eye on that. Uh, Liberty, of course, won the Myrtle Beach Invitational over Vermont. We mentioned that earlier. They played at a snail's pace, which, of course, is still faster than Virginia. Shh.
1: <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah.
0: It should be really entertaining when they face Western Kentucky, who plays 12 possessions faster than them.
1: Immovable force, irresistible object, all that stuff.
0: You've also got Louisiana Tech in there. I, I think they can cha- challenge Liberty. They beat Man- McNeese State earlier this year. This is <laughs> who did they, they beat? They beat McNeese State. Gonna, I, I don't know if it's going to make it into the pot. I may, I may just delete all that, but I've just tried to say McNeese State four times. <laughs> and finally, New Mexico State's coming into the conference uh, after being an annual contender in the WAC. Uh, but, of course, they're rebuilding after a lot of bad off-court issues last year.
1: Yeah, it was a shit show in Las Cruces. I like Liberty. I like Liberty a lot here. That win over Vermont at the at the Myrtle Beach, at the Beach Ball Classic. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think that's a really good win for Liberty. I think they're going to uh, find a way to win the league and pull the double-double. That'd be fantastic.
0: It's definitely something to watch for. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the American, they have welcomed Florida Atlantic, North Texas, UAB, Charlotte, and Rice. This conference has gotten really good. Even better than their football makeup, this basketball conference is really good.
1: It's wild. The American formed when the Big East like disintegrated ten years ago or whatever it was, and so then they became the Big East, and now they've become Conference USA, which kind of is what conference like. Didn't Conference USA like fall off the map when the Big East took Louisville and some other folks from? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's some circle of life stuff going on here. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but I do know that the American. Again, it's it's not the big names on the court, but this is a multi-bid league, I think. Oh, no um, doubt. Florida Atlantic is is really good. They have followed up their Final Four appearance with some really good basketball in the non-conference. North Texas, UAB, both of those teams, really, really solid. And if you go down the line here, Memphis, SMU, this is a really good league that oh, I think, as the—I mean, come on! I remember when Wichita moving to the American
0: was a big deal?
1: Yeah, I think as the as the year progresses here, I, I think we're going to get a few more eyeballs on about Six C on, USA on the American, the, the American Conference USA merger. That's basically what it is. We're going to see some really good basketball here. But Florida Atlantic is definitely the class of the league.
0: Oh, I, I don't know about class of the league.
1: I think they are.
0: Man, after watching Memphis pummel Virginia,
1: that was a shit kicking. That second half that Memphis put on was impressive. I ain't gonna lie. But I am not I'm not 100% sure Virginia is is ready for prime time. I I there's there's something off with that group. I don't know what it is. Memphis is good. I don't think they're Florida Atlantic good. And and, and you know because I mean, I'm hesitant with
0: Memphis, talked about it in last week's show, yeah. but man, I might get sucked in once again by Memphis, and I hope I don't get uh-huh. again. In March, I will probably be the, I, I will probably hate the Memphis Tigers. In February, I'll love them. In March, I'll hate them. A couple other notes: Tulane can also be a contender. They've got this six foot eight NBA prospect in Kevin Cross, who starts at center. And also plays point guard for them. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: He is essentially their starting center and backup point guard.
1: That's a skill set that might be valuable to a variety of 30 professional teams that play here in North America.
0: No kidding. Yeah. It's probably, you know, Draymond Green without the attitude.
1: Maybe he does have
0: the attitude. Well, we haven't heard of him putting the Kaja Ajmite on anybody yet.
1: Well, Draymond didn't do that in college, and then all of a sudden he gets to Golden State, and now he's a pest. So, who knows? Well, okay, it wasn't that he just went to Golden State. It was a
0: slow progression.
1: It was a slow heel turn. And maybe
0: there was the ghost of Latrell Sprewell out there. I don't know. (laughs) Get well soon, Dre. Absolutely. Let's move over to the Big East, where you do have your defending NCAA champion Connecticut Huskies, although they just lost their Big East opener to Seton Hall and had their seven-foot-two center Donovan Klingen go down with
1: a foot injury. Yeah, something to keep an eye on for sure.
0: They're talking about like it's an ankle sprain, but if you watch the replays of that, he didn't step on anybody. Nobody stepped on him. He just kind of stopped and went down. And he's had yeah. foot injuries before. It wouldn't surprise me if that's not an ankle sprain. That might be a crack in a bone somewhere. Breaking news. Connecticut announced that Klingon has a tendon injury in that foot and will be out for three to four weeks.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's one that could linger for a while, it'd be a problem as the season goes along. If they're, you can try to sweep it under the rug for a little bit, but big guys and feet injuries—we've seen what that does over history. Bill uh, Walton, exactly. Uh, who's the big rushing guy that was so good? Arvita Sabonis. Yes. yes. When, when his knees went, it was gone. You got to keep care of the uh, your bottom half if you're a big guy, and and when when you don't have that at full strength, things happen.
0: Ralph Sampson. That's a, that's a
1: yeah. Oh, absolutely. God, that's a great great example. Greg Odin. You just keep oh, go man, down the line. Yeah. Just go down the line with it. This is a big hit for, for UConn, even if they're trying to play off the severity of it. Hurley took a you know, he took full blame for not having them ready to go against the Pirates. Um, but again, I'm not gonna gonna bag on an early season road loss in conference. Yeah, you know, it's tough to win on the road. In, uh, in the league, it is what it is. So, well, because, something to keep it on for sure.
0: Because they weren't the only ones to lose as favorites in the Big East first round. Creighton,
1: Marquette, Xavier, all lost
0: yeah. as favorites on opening night in the Big East.
1: Yeah. I, again, this is an example. The Sun Belt did this on a smaller scale. The Big East put re-put re together the league based on... What you do best? Regional rivalries, the the whole thing. Adding Creighton and, and Marquette. I know they're not the Northeast school, but culturally it fits and it works, and it means that every night in the Big East is a haul. There are no off nights. You can't fall asleep at the wheel. It's gonna be it's gonna be hell to get through the league. U- I, UConn's the favorite. UConn is going to be. Although Marquette has has thrown their name in the hat, like hey, we're up here too. Uh, I still I'm think really you digging got, on
0: Marquette. I really even,
1: with the, even with the injury to Kling, I still got to lean Marquette. They're the champs. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Um, but it's it, it will not be an easy title defense for the champs. We'll say that. Marquette's really good. The only question I have about Marquette, though, is once again,
0: can Shaka Smart win as a favorite? We talked about that last year. You know, yeah, it, it, absolutely. Yeah, you know, he's great as an underdog. He's great at motivating his team. But when you're a favorite, he doesn't win when he's supposed to. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you mentioned every night is going to be a slog, but there's DePaul and there's Georgetown. I think those are off.
1: Uh, you're not wrong on that. <laughs> I We thought
0: DePaul might be doing something last year, but they have once again imploded and geez, Georgetown is just suffering right it's now. It's brutal.
1: They, I, I I don't they, know what the next next deal is for that. I don't know. How do you turn that around? I don't know.
0: Yeah, they have some stunning losses. I, they lost to the Holy Cross this yeah. year, and some barely registered wins. I mean, it, it, they had to go to overtime to beat American. Yeah. They they beat Merrimack by two points. They beat Jackson State by seven. This is not a very good team. I, I, I'm not sure Ed Cooley can turn them around.
1: Give pull, him some time. Poor Ed's going to lose more of his hair, man. someone's going to lose more, exactly. I don't know, but we'll give him a shot, see what happens. Okay, speaking of Cooley, keep an eye on Providence. Providence has been, has been frisky so far earlier in the season.
0: There's a lot of teams in the Big East that you can say have been frisky. Yeah. and and as we mentioned, they were the ones who took out Marquette seventy two fifty seven
1: on opening yeah. night in the Big East. That's just a crazy score. Just it's just wild, absolutely wild. You're you're going to get some cannibalization among those top eight teams in the league. It may eat into some seeding come tournament time, unless unless UConn or Marquette or Creighton can really establish themselves as the cream of the crop in the league, can, can, can you know put some distance between them and everybody else. I don't anticipate that happening, though. And, and this is going to be a, a conference that comes down to the final weekend to figure out who's, who gets the top seed at Madison Square Garden.
0: Well, and from there, I think it'll come down to the final game to see if any of them gets number one seed in the NCAA tournament. I want to say that one of them deserves it. But like you said, they may cannibalize themselves so much that they end up with like a pair of twos and two more threes. That could
1: be, and that could be the case. Yeah, man, two twos and two threes for this—that would be big time. For I, I'm think maybe a, a couple of twos, a three, and a four. Thinking of man, four teams in the top twelve be big. But you know, I—that's possible. It's in play. It, you know, it's early in the season. It's only December as we're talking about this, but mean, the Big East is really good, and it's deep.
0: So if you had to say right now, how many teams do you think they're going to get into the tournament? Eight?
1: Big East? Uh, man. Because I, I could possibly see nine. They're the fourth-ranked league in Ken Palm? Jesus. Yes. But I think a lot
0: of that, if you take DePaul and Georgetown out of this conference, they could contend with the Big 12 as the top conference in the nation.
1: Oh, I agree with that for sure. I think eight's the max. I think I, somebody somebody gets cannibalized during the season to, to the point where they fall off and it falls down to seven. That's my guess on that.
0: Well, I'll go with eight and and maybe even throw a little bit of money on nine at some plus money.
1: Yeah, we'll see about that.
0: Another conference that might do the same is the big ten. Even though Purdue has spent some time up at number one, I think they've got some flaws, and there are a lot of teams that can take advantage of those flaws on any given night.
1: There's going to be 18 teams in this league next season. Absolutely stupid. I,
0: I don't know how the NCAA tournament is going to avoid creating possible second-round matchups between conference opponents next year.
1: It's almost like you should have to finish the top half of your conference to make the damn tournament, but what the fuck do I know about that? Well, I've always Jeez. said if you can't win, if you can't play five hundred
0: in your conference, you don't deserve to be in the tournament. Period. End of. Unless you argument. win the conference, unless you win the conference tournament.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, five games, five nights. I'm looking at like seven bids here. Another seven for. I, I. I don't know if there's enough to to get Michigan State struggling hurts them. but I don't know. Purdue's uh, Purdue's obviously the big dog here. They've got the presumed national player of the year. Uh, in Zach Edie, Um They have looked like, for a lot of the time, um, the best team in America. Can they recover off off the the disastrous NCAA tournament performance from last March? We'll see. Well, I don't I, know.
0: You know, the last team that lost as the number one seed in the first round and ended up winning the tournament the next year round.
1: They needed three miracles to do it, but yes, they did. <laughs>
0: So put your money on Purdue right now to win the NCAA tournament.
1: Thanks. I'd rather not. Who else you got in the Big Ten here that can challenge? I just don't know. It, like, I think the gap between Purdue and everybody else in the league is, is massive. I, I'm not sure how much I like Illinois. I, I, am, am I really supposed to get excited about Wisconsin? This feels like Purdue's going to be a one seed and then you're going to have six more teams between the seven line and the 10 line. Isn't this what we said about the big 10 last year too? I think so. I think it is.
0: Because I agree with you. I don't think Purdue is that great, but I also don't see anybody in the big 10 being able to contend with them on a night in and night out basis. There's going to be three or four teams that are going to knock off Purdue at home. I'm Northwestern yeah. already did. Northwestern it. already did. Yep. I also see the second-place team having six losses. So they're not going to come close to Purdue in the
1: overall scheme of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, Purdue's going to win this league by three games. and they, they can sleepwalk their way through conference play and win by three games.
0: Oh, I only got three. I, two, yes. Three, that's, that's asking a lot.
1: I, I, I may maybe higher on the boilers than you are. Um, and I'm still not. I'm still not that high. I still don't trust them in March, but I do trust them in January and February. And I just see them steamroll in the league here. They're yeah. They're gonna slip out a banana peel a couple of games on the road. But I'm just. This is the third rank, Ken Palmley. This is a big load of math to me. I don't see it. I think the Big East is a better league than the Big Ten. I don't think it's close actually. But uh, well, it is what I saying, it is. You
0: take away DePaul and Georgetown from the Big East, they're definitely better. Yeah. That's it. No, the Big Ten does not have any team that is worse or as bad as DePaul or Georgetown. That's why
1: they're ahead of them. Which is also, which is, like, going a whole tangent. We're talking about, we get into the net and quad one wins and quad two wins and all that bullshit. Don't even get me started. I'm looking at Purdue's
0: road schedule here in conference play. They're at Maryland, Nebraska, Indiana, Iowa, that could be a loss. Rutgers, that could be a loss. Wisconsin,
1: maybe. That's a tough spot. That's a tough spot. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give the Badgers that.
0: Ohio State, Michigan, Illinois. I can see three road losses, and of course they've already lost to Northwestern, so that'd be four. I, I can't see them winning the conference by three games if they have four losses
1: a lot of conference games, and they're not going to have four losses. They're going to have three losses, so we'll see. I don't know. See, see I don't care. Uh, see, Ken Paul wants to rate the conferences. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care about the bottom third of your league. I don't. I do not give a shit about the bottom third of your league. Give me the top two-thirds, and then, and then let's talk turkey. And that's why the Big East is so good, because I don't care about DePaul and Georgetown. Give me the top two-thirds of your league.
0: I, and I totally agree with you on that. In fact, I, I see some, you know, statistical companies that do that. They, they, they only take the top eight teams and consider those, you know, as far as strength of conference rather than taking the bottom feeders as well.
1: It's almost like the conferences should be eight teams to begin with, hey, but what the hell do that? I know? What a God, concept. I'm getting myself... I'm getting myself worked up here. We're not even
0: to the second part of the show yet. Well, let's get to the last conference on the first part of the show. We're going to talk about the SEC. And even though it's not football, they do have a pretty outstanding basketball conference. Although much like the Big Ten, I don't see a really top team here, but I see a lot of
1: threes, fours, and fives. When it comes to NCAA seeding. It'll be interesting to see how how the league shakes out here. Because I... I know we talked about this the other day. Ole Miss is still undefeated? As of this recording? Yeah, they won't be for long.
0: I think I mentioned this last week. They opened the season at Tennessee and then hosting Florida. They're going to lose one of those two games.
1: They beat Memphis... That's that's a that's a good win for the rebs. But then you keep on going back. There's not a lot of meat on that bone for Ole Miss. So so don't get don't get excited by the zero in the lost column. South Carolina's the same way. Mississippi yeah, State I, I think is
0: the same way as well.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I would agree with that. I I do like what I've seen from Kentucky. Uh, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. They've got some guys, and the the young guys that they got are playing at a more cohesive level than a lot of the freshman-laden teams have for Calipari. So, so props to Coach Cal for that. Can they mature as the season goes along and build on what they have so far? That'll be a question. That's been a spot where we've seen mixed results from Kentucky in the past. Auburn's really good. Tennessee is a good team. Uh, I think those three Kentucky Auburn and Tennessee I think that's really the class of the league right now as far as the top tier I think there's plenty of teams below them that could have the opportunity to grow and, and join them in that but again I'm with you I don't know if there's a I like Kentucky Auburn and Tennessee as a, you know seeds you know two through four maybe three Five and then a bunch of SEC teams between the seven and eleven line. Going from there, yeah, they might get eight teams, but I don't know if there's a true odds-on you know Final Four contender in here. Kentucky, if you if you gun to my head, I'm gonna if one SEC team's gonna make the Final Four, I'm gonna take Kentucky, but I'm not super confident about it.
0: Uh, if I had a gun to my head, well, first I'd want to know if Brandon Miller's holding it. <laughs> But I'd I'd probably go with Auburn as my final four pick rather than Kentucky. I I think they have the best long-term strategy. Uh, And then, as you mentioned, teams growing into themselves. Alabama, Texas A&M, I could see both those growing into decent teams. Maybe Florida as well. But even then, there's, there's only six teams in the SEC that I think are worthy of NCAA tournament bids. Now, they'll get eight. But that means there's two that we can bet against and feel pretty confident about it.
1: I am curious as to what and how Alabama looks as the SEC season kicks off. Can they? Because they have just they have not looked like and I and we talked about it. We know they've lost some guys. They looked the last good season. for 30 minutes against Arizona, and then fell yeah, apart. they did. They were competitive out in the desert, and then it fell apart down the end. They were competitive uh, against Creighton. And couldn't pull it out in the end. They were competitive against Purdue. They have they have been competitive in losses. So I think at some point, if if again if you if is there another team that's going to rise up and get into that conference championship level with Kentucky, Auburn, and and Tennessee? I do think it's Alabama. But at some point. Not being able to close out games affects you mentally, and can Alabama get over that hump? It is, that is a next-level piece of the game. You have all the talent you want, but can you mentally work through the issues that you have had early in the season and make it, make it happen in conference play? Because it's only going to get Carter in conference play. Really, really interesting uh, storyline to follow going into conference play. It may be Alabama, and can they get over the hump?
0: You're talking about conference strengths, and as I look at Ken Palm right now, I notice that the Big Ten just overtook the Southeast Conference for second place in Ken Palm's rankings. And the Big East is only 17 hundredths of a point away from the Southeast Conference. Wouldn't surprise me, by, say, the end of January, if the Big East hasn't jumped over the SEC.
1: And maybe what? the Big Ten. Oh, all right, well, no, Ken Palm. I was going to say, because the, the net doesn't, once conference play starts, you're kind of like locked in on the net, right? It doesn't, you get, the conferences really don't move. No, because but. Because you're only playing each other. Yeah, but the thing is,
0: see, Ken Palm, that doesn't matter. He can Yeah, Ken Palm's account. not a moron.
1: Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> net, whoever was the net is a moron. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, let's just take a wide sweeping brush on the NCAA's computer programming.
1: (laughs) I am! Give me Alexander York's computer rather than that horse shit. Come on.
0: (laughs) Jeez. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of January, Big East is number two. Would not surprise me at all.
1: Yeah, same here. The
0: league is loaded. It's fantastic. So there it is. There's 16 conferences. Might have been 16 plus the independents. I don't know. I don't count that well. But we are done with one half of our college basketball preview. Next week, if you haven't heard your conference called out by us, you will
1: then. Well, I've got nothing else for the listening audience.
0: Uh, How about that? Let's get out of here. Uh, We'll wish you a Merry Christmas. It's probably a day or so away uh, as you are listening to this. Or maybe a day or so past. I don't know. We will have the second part up before New Year's. I will guarantee you that. Before New Year's. 2024, you'll get the second half of our college basketball previews.
1: There's that word again, guaranteed. guaranteed. So that being said, I mentioned Alexander York's computer. That makes it simple for me. For Richard Morton, Terrence Taylor, and Thomas Rich, that's the best producer in the business, Allen Caps, I'm Mikey Watson. We'll do this again next week with the second half of our college basketball 2024 preview right here on Sixth Year Senior.